Absolutely. And that's why, what I mean with that toddler level. Uh, a lot of people don't outgrow um, that age um, where they immediately, when something happens in their life, they go back to that level of where they, mm. they only feel their emotions. And then, of course, um, they, can't, they, they can't use their brain anymore because when those emotions take over, no. then only the reptilian brain, and that comes from the reptilian brain, and then they can't use their frontal cortex yeah. because they're not in a state of where they just pause and look at the things uh, from uh, a more, uh, not a personal level, but from a more, um, yeah, developed level. Hi, Veronique. Peter. How are you? I'm doing great. Besides the very late hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time on this very late hour. Now, You're welcome. You're very uh, welcome. Immediately. So um, we touched uh, already upon it a little bit um, during our um, private intro, I would call it. I mean, Corona, the lockdown, we're, we're coming out a little bit out of it. What, what is an impact for you for Corona? Is it a positive thing, an opportunity, or did you live in fear, which I think you didn't? But anyway. I, I had the time of my life almost, <laughs> I have to say. Well, fact is that ever since 2020, my energy is brilliant compared to the last decade. So that's one thing. And I clearly remember 13th of March, which was sort of the day where we went in semi-lockdown. And so there was some things going on in my head because I got one uh, message after the other from the news apps that I'm following because I don't watch the news. I just uh, look at some uh, small headlines from the apps um, that I follow. And it was one message after the other. And there was, of course, for a certain moment, some fear kicked in, but more in a sense that I was asking myself, what will my clients do? Mm-hmm. And then my second thought was, oh, I'm actually working on some major accounts right now. And then my third thought was, oh, they've already paid or everything is already in order. So then I calculated sort of, okay, how would this turn out for me if nobody will accept any offers that I've sent out at the moment? And I thought, "Mm, I can last a very long time. And then there was that little question where I thought, what is the market going to do? And what Mm -hmm. is um, everybody outside my expertise for example and outside my uh, audience in general going to do Um, and I thought well if everybody falls and I will fall too well that means that everybody else has also fallen already so um, that was the moment where I had a very positive thought because I got immediately some some 
uh, very good ideas mm -hmm. and um, it's like I'm thriving uh, during a crisis because I kept on getting ideas for industries that I'm not even working with or that I don't have any connection with. Mm -hmm. And I started um, distributing some ideas. And then at a certain moment, I just stopped because I thought, well, <laughs> I'm going to think of myself too, instead of uh, uh, giving away uh, a lot of ideas. But no, uh, I think it's, it's a brilliant um, period in which you have lots of opportunities if you see them. Yeah. Now, you just mentioned in the beginning that you have more energy in 2020 than the, the previous decades. Do you have an explanation why that is? Is because the sun and the moon is on the right axis that you have more energy or? I have no idea what exactly, but I had a severe burnout. Um, I crashed uh, late July 2016. Mm -hmm. And um, it lasted for about three and a half years. So in that three and a half years, I learned a lot about um, what a good health, which was already a high priority, mm -hmm. but I had no idea that on a cellular level, my, my body had been completely worn out, uh, so to speak. So, um, and I had to learn a lot about health um, on that level, and um, I worked very hard to get my, uh, my energy high again. But actually, it must have started already almost 10 years previous to that, uh, to that uh, time where I crashed. So it was, was very hard, very hard uh, last decade, to be, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And do you see then the burnout periods as an um a gift as a kind of where you look upon that you needed to experience that to be where you are right now maybe it's one of those things again that i can pass on to others uh, the knowledge that i gained there mm -hmm. um maybe it's again something that i can pass on to others uh, because the experience was very extreme at a mm -hmm. certain level and um, it was probably also a message to listen more to my body and not always overcome a certain level of um, exhaustion with my willpower. Does that then mean that you were used to listening more to your head than below? Oh, definitely, absolutely, yeah, definitely. And, and is that something that you inherited from your financial background um, a very long time ago when you were in the financial world? Or is that... I think uh, it's even before that. It's, it's, it was in my education. Yeah, yeah. Hard work was the only way to go. Yeah, but that's a myth. <laughs> absolutely you have to work smart mm -hmm. instead of hard well of course there are you can't you can't establish a company uh, with just yeah, um, okay. being lazy so you have to work a little bit hard also and but especially smart 
And then you have now routines that you, I would say, take time for yourself or to say, I'm going to go into the red again. I'm going to cross the line. Now I stop. Is that something you feel in terms of your creativity? Because when you are burned out, you cannot be, you can be productive, but you cannot be creative. But right now, when I hear you, you are very creative. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and it shows in, in, in details too, because there was a, a time where I didn't like any stuff in my wardrobe, for example. I mean, nothing appealed to me. And ever since I got better uh, physically and my energy level went up, I got also very much creative with all the stuff that is in my wardrobe again. Mm. So that was, and I, I love to, I, I liked to love it again. I mean, it's, a, it's maybe a stupid example, but to me it was really uh, an example of, or, or a proof of the fact that I was getting better. And so at the same time, my creativity um, professionally um, went up with I don't know how much percent it was it was crazy uh, now I just ha need the time to implement everything of course and the ideas sometimes were already there but I didn't have the energy to really execute upon okay. them yeah and another thing uh, to protect yourself did you then learn to say more no yeah also yeah absolutely um, rely on my own intuition also, mm -hmm. um, according to certain people sometimes. Um, don't worry so much if in a certain relationship, for example, something doesn't go as well as I would like it to be because if I'm doing my utter best and something doesn't really work as I would want it to be, then maybe that is not the right party to be friends with or to work with or something. Um, also, I, um, I take time off during the weekend, which was for a very long time. Um, even in my Deloitte time, I worked very, very, very hard, even during the weekends. Yeah. but you still have, you still you still have hair because I did that also but I lost mine so you can be happy and gratefully still have hair true yeah well my body crashed in at a different yeah. level but mm. fortunately I yes I still have my hair that's true yeah yeah okay now um going back to uh yeah the corona period if i'm mm -hmm. correct no i'm going to go back so you worked uh, in several financial uh positions mm -hmm. and then in until tw 2011 and in 2012 you started your own business what, what was the drive what was the trigger was that one day it was in deloitte i believe it was your last position you were like i had this i had this with this junior consultant senior manager partner blah 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 thing the race for and then you realized I've put my ladder against the wrong mountain. And then you woke up, you had an awakening and you said, I'm going to start on my own. How did that story went? Actually, I really got fed up with um, the specialty that I, that I was in, with the expertise that I had, mm -hmm. due to the fact that it was very, it's like you're in a box. I felt mm -hmm. like I was in a box. And I had explored already different boxes within the financial world. 
So uh, within Deloitte, I had the chance to change every four or five years from real, from uh, into a different expertise mm -hmm. within the field. So I love that. And at a certain moment, I really have had it with that because as a CPA, you also need to fulfill uh, some duties um, to fill out every year just to keep your title. It's the same with lawyers. Mm -hmm. To keep your title, you have to fill out um, documents where you prove that you've had the right education. Mm -hmm. And I love to, to learn all the time, but the box had become too small for me. And I was already developing myself into other aspects of entrepreneurship. Um, and every time people around me said, yeah, if you don't need to keep, I mean, sort of, they said like, stay in your box. Uh, the box is already big enough for you. Uh, keep it with your financial uh, knowledge and stay away from all the other, from all the other knowledge. Um, so, so they kept you down. Yeah, they just wanted to keep me in the box because my my ideas were too far fetched for them. Yeah. I I like to think out of the box, and I I like to take things to a very um, basic level of this is the problem, and you don't have to solve the problem um, with strategies that everybody is using. Mm -hmm. Think think differently. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do that. I come from my, my, my grandfather was a farmer um, for until my mother was like 14 years old. And he, he gave me a lot of tips, like just use your logic mind. Common sense. Common sense. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Boerenverstand. Absolutely. And also uh, way far away from any politic, mm -hmm. any, uh, company politic and politic outside the company and i just look at the goal mm -hmm. and then i say okay this is the most pragmatic solution to reach mm -hmm. that goal taking into account every other aspect um, of let's say uh, people that are involved but not on a personality level yeah. on a corporate level and because i believe that the corporate goal is in, in first it should be the the main goal and then everybody should tap into that corporate goal and the corporate vision and mission what i hear a little bit is that uh, i'm going to say it on a positive way is that uh, in order to flourish your potential um that corporate way of working or living yeah did not match your personality and your value values and so you started your own company in order to to combine those that, that creativity maybe that's the right word correct yeah in, instead of doing all the same things and ticking the boxes in the excel like everybody's doing because we have done it already for that for 20 years correct yeah absolutely and as i also saw the importance of new leadership versus old leadership and uh, i really thought that was the way to go an interesting one. I'm going to make a jump right now. So I had uh, Rick Ferra last week and he also talked about new leaders. Eh? You're talking about new leadership around 2011-2012. Do you believe that um, post-corona, if we can call it post-corona, because I don't think the world will be the same, although the traffic jams are, star are starting to coming back, 
do you do you believe that we that we need new leaders who are in his words more compassionate more human more purpose driven than ever before i already had that thought or i already thought that back in 2012 okay um and for a long time well at the beginning for some time i thought this is the only way to go i'm not sure after a few years in that expertise i'm not really sure because there will be um that old establishment will continue for quite a while i think because there are also people that need some kind of certainty and that need um, other people to tell them what to do not everybody is capable apparently to take upon uh, intrapreneurship mm -hmm. or to take a hundred percent responsibility yeah. for what they think and for what they do. Um, I also strongly believe in uh, an intelligent disobedience. Yeah. Leaders need people around them that are intelligent, disobedient when necessary. Yeah, but in the old command and control structure, I mean, it was the boss who was going to say it and you had to, if I say jump, you say how high, so you execute and you don't ask questions. I mean, I also really believe that in the companies I worked in, especially startups, the most successful ones were that people, there was tension, just like in music. That's interesting uh, to listen to. So this means that you have an opinion, you are mm -hmm. CEO and I'm doing sales and I have another opinion. It, it's not my goal to overrule you or to to have a clash just for the opinions to win that game but the common goal is to to to, to bring our company to a higher level and so this means that kind of no i don't agree i see it this way and in that co-creation process we will come to some kind of i don't know brainstorm and, and eventually some kind of solution um so but in that old command and control there is no room for that i believe no absolutely not well, I believe that a good leader is someone that surrounds himself with people that are more intelligent in a mm. certain uh, field of expertise where he is not, where he does not have that expertise. And in the old uh, leadership structure, there is indeed no room because the boss says, um, I am the, the smartest. Uh, but if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, I believe. Uh, no. Because... Uh, leading a company um, takes so much knowledge and um, as a good leader you need to know snippets of what is going on of course but you you don't need uh, to have control about everything because if you don't give people the ability to explore their expertise to the fullest and put it um, let's say at the disposal of um, or at the usage of of the company then the company will gain from it in a whole yeah 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 i i know also that you um that you're also like jan bomeri yep and and um what i learned from jan is that um you have like you and me but we are sitting together we are discussing and uh, should we working together is that you are in some kind of flow and co-creation. And this means that our both our egos are at the door. Uh, we are really in the here and now and discussing and, and creating something. I mean, and 
the, 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 the fact is that it's not about you or it's not about me, but a real leader should really manage relationships between people in order to flourish that the, instead of an organization, it's more like an organism. So where the power is really in the, in the relationships, what is your take on that? I agree with him because um, that's one, one of my frustrations sometimes that I see people that uh, we all have an ego. And that is okay because otherwise you wouldn't have a clean t-shirt on and you wouldn't have shaved yourself, huh? um, for example. Um, so we all have, uh, we all need a healthy level of ego. And we also need to be proud of all the uh, skills that we have and use them. Um, but an overrated ego is most of the time someone who feels very small inside and they have to compensate that with an overrated ego and then it's all about the person and i also believe that we can leave our egos if if i feel great and you feel great mm. and we're not putting or we're not taking things personally when you say ah oh, veronique i don't agree with you i don't have to take it personally because it's your an opinion i am admitted to have my own opinion you have you are admitted to your opinion and then maybe we come to an agreement no. somewhere in the middle no. No. to do the best for the company if we're talking about companies no. eh? yeah. to do the best for the company but also politicians once they are elected they should get rid of the 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 party politics yeah. and do what is right for the country that's uh yeah i fully agree Let's start with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Now, we have met a couple of years ago and uh, you come from financial backgrounds, but I've met you in a completely other situation. Whereas I have met you and it's my perception that you are a, um, a great networker, uh, business to business, and also a huge advocate for social selling, uh, selling on LinkedIn. I mean, coming from a financial background, then to selling, let's make it general, and then to the LinkedIn, how, where did you find that link? Or was that just an opportunity? Or, or customers just coming to you, asking that question? How, how did that come, that passion for LinkedIn? Um, well, how to uh, make that transition? Uh, when I started my own company, mm. I found out that the market thought that I was coming from a totally different area mm. and totally different field of expertise. For me, in my head, I had already been doing that stuff uh, about entrepreneurship, about leadership, about uh, communication for a very long time. But I entered into a new market, sort of. And so uh, I'm not a salesperson and I needed a tactic or a tool or a strategy or all together, I needed something to put myself in the market. But when it comes to sales, I really had that impression um, that sales was very sleazy 
mm-hmm. sort of like the car salesperson mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. shovels up a car, uh, shovels up uh, or shovels a, a car up your throat, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not my style. So I needed something that was close to my personality. And I truly love to talk to people. I truly love to build long-term relationships. I also have always long-term is, is always on my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I developed actually a strategy that was called much later, um, a strategy that was called social selling, but I actually already used it avant la lettre, mm-hmm. uh, like we say. So, um, and I saw that a lot of other companies really needed it because we were, we were entering a new era. Uh, after 2008, the world shifted completely. Mm-hmm. And I still saw a lot of CEOs and entrepreneurs who thought that they could still use the methods, the tactics, the tools, and the strategies from before. So they mm-hmm. said, yeah, but we're, we've done it for 20 years or we're doing it already uh, so much, mm-hmm. so, such a long time like this. And I thought, no. Or I also saw... Uh, entrepreneurs who were like feeling a little bit lost, like it's the crisis, it's the crisis. And I thought, no, it's not the crisis. <laughs> I mean, everything new that you need nowadays is already invented. And you can just use it and implement it. Yeah. It's as easy as that. Okay. And so, yes, 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 go on. So that's why I elaborated my, um, um, let's say, my portfolio mm-hmm. to the market. That's where I elaborated. And fortunately, I had already taught myself the principles of networking because in my Deloitte time, why did I not? One of the reasons why I did not really reach my goal there, um, I wanted to become a partner. Mm -hmm. And besides the fact that I believe nowadays there are still no women in the partner structure, but that's that's too easy to, to use that excuse, I think. So one of the reasons why I did not reach that level was because I didn't do my internal networking. No. Yeah. 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 Okay. But well, again, that's an, an downside, which became then one of your uh, positive sides, because I think you're a great sales, to be honest. Um, and you also spoke uh, at a sales conference a couple of years ago. So, I mean... Uh, so uh, now, um, recently you started fear. Uh, f- sorry, from fear to mastery. Where does that idea come from? Where did you get that? That was actually the idea that I got on the thirteenth of uh, of March. Okay. Um, while I was thinking about hmm, what's going on and how but, is the market going but, but that, to? But that idea. Were you walking down the street? Were you sitting behind your computer? Were you, I don't know, uh, reading a book? Uh, were you waking up during a meditation? I don't know. How did you get that idea? It just came to you. That's how it sounds. Well, the exact part, how I do it right now, I how I put it in the world, that idea, that's what I was in my kitchen. I was in my kitchen when I was having all those thoughts, uh, making some coffee, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, but this small part, and nowadays we call it onto mastery simply, not from fear to mastery anymore because not everybody wants to admit that they have some fear. So we left that out and we just call it onto mastery, but it's actually a small part of the major master plan that I came up with, I think six years ago, um, but which I still haven't started. And I thought, 
if not now, then when? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I propose it to actually during a call with a friend, a very, I, I estimate her very high in her field of expertise too. Uh, there is a lot of resemblance between us and I just proposed to her, why don't we do this together? Mm -hmm. And it's a brilliant cooperation between the two of us. And um, yeah, we want to keep on working on that. Besides I, the fact that I still have uh, my other expertise that I bring to the companies, yeah. of course. Where, where does your complementary lies between you two? Actually, it starts with what you just mentioned. We both don't have an ego. It's not about us. It's mm -hmm. about us serving. giving our knowledge, serving and mm -hmm. uh, giving our knowledge to the ones who need it. <clears throat> um, she's already for years um, into executive coaching um, around leadership too. So that's where we have a lot of um, complementary uh, points. Mm -hmm. um, she's also someone who... Mm, strives for excellence all the time. Um, people call me a perfectionist, but I prefer to call it that I always strive to do my best, my utter best. Mm -hmm. So I strive for excellence all the time. Um, and that's where we really find each other. And are you a perfectionist? I mean, you know what the perfectionist is, eh, of course. So, yeah. I try to I try to balance it, um, and I try to comfort myself sometimes with eighty percent is already good enough because my eighty percent is most of the time like one hundred and ten percent of the the <clears throat> let's say the the mediocrity. Yeah. <clears throat> It's, it's, it really sounds that onto mastery is like your the beginning of your, I wouldn't call it life, life mission, your purpose, but it sounds really um, larger than large. And also the fact that uh, I think it's just a start and it's, uh, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it comes from very deep within you. It's not, it's actually, it's not something from your head, I believe, no. and from your it's really something maybe from the heart or somewhere in that region. Yeah, that absolutely. Absolutely. I, I really, um, actually, I really believe that the economy, mm -hmm. education and health are the three main pillars of a prosperous society. Yeah. And if we could all focus on those and if people are really aware of how well they can contribute by exploring themselves and being the best they can be mm -hmm. and letting go of the ego, letting go of the toddler uh, behavior that a lot of people have nowadays, um, exploring um, what their own goals are and really mastering their own emotions. I mean the world would be heaven. <laughs> but that's actually taking full ownership of your own life and not putting any um, luck or um, in somebody else's hands. Eh? 
this traffic jam or it really get reading getting rid of that victim role correct Absolutely. so is so is that an a program for everybody who um has the guts to face reality and look into the mirror and to dig deep within him or herself that is absolutely the outcome people don't really step into the program with that vision <clears throat> but they have somewhere um, something inside themselves or they are in a transition phase or they feel they that they don't use their full potential yet or they are somewhere a um, little bit unhappy with what is already going on or they see that they have um, more possibilities but they can't grasp them mm. those are the people that uh, step into our program nowadays and then i assume you're covering uh, a lot of areas in a person's life i mean it's health it's money it's a family it's uh i don't know physical it's mentally it's emotionally it's spiritual i don't know is that all those domains that you're touching Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the basic model that we use for that is the wheel of life, mm -hmm. which we have, um, well, we have eight compartments in that wheel of life. And so in every compartment, there is, uh, of course, um, intimate relationships, there is friends and family, there is uh, career or finances, uh, there is health, uh, there is environment. I mean, um, many, many um, uh, departments or parts uh, We've defined eight, and within those eight, um, it's all about, yeah, knowing what you want. Um, a lot goes back to the values on one hand, and then the mission and the vision uh, on the other end, and everything in between. And there is, is there some kind of um, red line that you see in, in the, how do you call that, the coaches, the, the, the candidates? Who, who are coming in is that then people who have had a burnout or had who have a low self-esteem or they don't know who they are in life um, and they're just doing a job and they're living in some kind of golden cage but they feel that something yeah is not um, working for them and they're like is this it now is this life I mean sometimes that is the realization uh, they have during Um, the challenges that we do mm -hmm. uh, because the step that they take is much smaller at first. They just have a doubt here, um, an uncomfort there, um, a question there. And so at the beginning, their questions are smaller, but during um, the challenge that we do, they see that actually the issue is much bigger. And You just you just touched upon uh, the uh, the partnership thing with with Deloitte that there are no females there, um, and it's a cliche I know. Do you see a difference between men and women? Where women, because that's my perception a little bit with the podcast that not every woman is um, open to stand out and to stand up and to speak out. Um, So that's because I had, I would say, complaints, you know, in the area that I work in, in IT, because that's where I started. And so there are more men at this moment. So, and then people said, Peter, you should also take some women. So I focus now mostly on, on women. 
but it's quite challenging to be honest um, because they yeah th yeah they have to think about it and they they don't know whereas men are more i wouldn't say driven by their ego but they're they're likely more to to stand out is that also something that you see within the, the candidates or not specifically no not in that area no not specifically but what you say is not very unlogic to me i mean yeah i see that too when i just walk around in my world and um uh, when you see that yeah a lot of women have a problem with being visible mm -hmm. yeah right. yeah okay. in general but then yeah. there's also the fact that a lot of women probably don't actually have that dream of leaving a legacy. A lot mm. of women just like to be a mother and do a good job, but nothing more, nothing less. So we can't force it upon no, no, women no, no, who no, don't no, want no, it. No, no. But others, um, yeah, there are a lot of women who struggle also with that uh, yeah. visibility. Now, um, onto mastery for me sounds really like personal growth, personal development. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Belgium, that's still an area which is growing exponentially. But like uh, we're around the same generation, like 20 years ago, that was, I, I wasn't aware of that because my first book when I was 28 was from Stephen Coffey. Um, and then at that time that personal development like the Tony Robbins and the Jim Rohns was considered like uh, La La Land, especially American bullshit bingo. Um, do you see a difference in your candidate coaches uh, in terms of generations, in terms like we see a lot of youngsters like around 20 plus or 30 plus, 20 plus, 25 that are getting interested in your program or is it more I would say the older ones, because I consider ourselves as young. Eh? It's both, actually. <clears throat> so we have people in their 30s and we have people in the 50s. Yep. Okay. Both. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I feel that you are since the, the 13th of the 19th of the 18th of March, the 13th was, I believe, eh? you are in a flow state all the time. Is that correct? Well, not always, because if I have to do administration, then I'm not really feeling a lot of flow, but uh, yeah, I yes. understand. I understand, <laughs> but I'm going yeah. to rephrase my question. What, what are the, actually the biggest struggles right now? Is it finding customers, finding suppliers? Is it, is it selling? Is it marketing? Is it, or there is no problem, no, no struggle? Um, at the moment, it's balancing my time. Okay. That is actually yeah. yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah. So, so yeah. you live. You're living really in abundance, and it's really about oh, make, yes. making sure that you don't step into the trap of uh, that passion that's flowing, that positive energy, that you are not. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it otherwise. That it's aligned action but that you're not overdoing it that you uh, that you have to stop and say take time do yeah. something else and uh, relax absolutely because the first challenge was um also during the weekends and since we still had to make 
the content mm -hmm. and then at the same time do the, um, the daily uh, calls that we did with our challengers. Um, it was quite intensive. So at a certain moment, I really thought, no, I'm, I, I can't keep up with this tempo because um, it was very funny also to experience that I had to be present every, also every day um, at 5 p.m. Now we do it at 6.30 p.m. But at 5 p.m. we had our call, our daily call with our challengers. And so also on a Saturday and a Sunday. So, and at a Sunday, I sometimes have these lazy Sundays where I mm -hmm. don't shower and I just put on something and I, I'm just doing a lot of stuff, but not really going out. And I don't have to be present um, like I'm here now. And so being that for 30 consecutive days, it was quite hard actually. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I really felt um, a little bit exhausted at a certain moment, yeah. So that's the lesson that we got out of that, of course, yeah. It, it sounds that the challenges are over right now. Are, are people then still be able to subscribe and join your program? No, we're doing uh, consecutive challenges ah, okay. all the time, new ones. And um, the follow-up is actually a year program mm. um, where we're going to do a monthly session of two hours. So now it was daily sessions of 10 minutes and then uh, a call in the evening to discuss about the challenge. But then we're really going to do some trainings again on all the subjects that are uh, within that container of mastery self-mastery okay in the in the beginning of the of our conversations you mentioned also that you are touching industries that you don't have any uh, knowledge about uh, what, what, what are those industries or can you don't can you kind of talk about it well, it was simply uh, a fact that I had uh, some, that I saw a message on the news like, ah, oh, some actor who didn't have a job anymore or someone else who um, didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, you can do this and you can do that. And it's so easy to do this and that because there is a problem. You have a, maybe a solution uh, okay. from your expertise. And then that, that I just saw opportunities for them. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, you are 40 plus if you can go back in time and uh, you would meet the Veronique when she is 18 years young, ready to go to university, starting her financial studies. What would you say to her as advice? Don't mind what other people say and just follow your heart. And you are more than good enough. That's what I would tell her. Great. And if you could do the other, the other way around, if you can now add 10 years to your life, who is Veronique mm -hmm. within 10 years? Mm -hmm. I think I really would want to be known as the woman who taught her audience to think for themselves and outgrow the toddler um, level. Okay, that's the second time you mentioned that toddler. What do you really mean about that toddler effect? Um, if you see, well, the difference between us as humans and all the other living species is that we have brains that we can use to think and make up your own, our own mind and we can think for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But what I see a lot is that a lot of people follow the masses and a lot of people even 
people that come from university or have university degrees just reproduce what has been taught to them and they don't really make up their own mind they don't really use their brain to come up with new solutions they don't really use their brain to evaluate what is for example shown on television or produced by the media mm. and they just i mean even simple we we have that example everybody uses the term social distancing i mean i'm pulling my hair out of my head because it's a stupid expression it's only physical distancing we yeah. can be social as much as possible as we can if this would have happened in the previous era then we would have been distant from each other but nowadays i mean what about social media so we can be social as much as possible even more than before but it's just a physical distancing yeah i fully agree i also believe that a lot of people when they are graduating from high school university whatever studies that they with their general knowledge that they are ready for life and that they don't have to learn anything anymore especially not about personal growth especially not and um, it's exactly that's that personal growth who you're going to discover who you really are and what you're standing for who is going to give you really a life instead of surviving right. and um, yeah and indeed then you get these things that people are just going to swallow everything which has been thrown at them opinions of other people and and media and and then they believe that and they don't question that yeah <clears throat> it's funny that you mention it and that's why i say that uh ec the economy and education and health is so important because education our education system nowadays is so far from the current reality and the gap is growing by the day eh? and that's when people graduate actually they know nothing no they know nothing and they should start to learn what is really important mm -hmm. in uh, corporate and everyday life um and i'm i'm really an advocate of lifelong learning mm -hmm. i've done it all my life and i keep on doing it um and secondly i have to drink because my throat is sore <coughs> sorry and also um when it comes to personal growth and personal development i think that should actually be something that uh, should be taught at school at a yep. toddler level already yep. before any other skill yep. because that's where the resilience come from every person that has a real problem in life or i mean the best example that i can that i can come up right now is when fort henk mm -hmm. shut down mm -hmm. i remember like i said before i don't watch the news but that was a moment when i put on the television to watch the news and i remember that there was a reporter in the back of a car where two people a man and a woman both working at Fort Henk and it was November October of well the day that it was announced the closure was in two years two years later so it was only announced back then and the woman starts to cry in the car and I remember that she said 
what are we going to do? We don't have a job anymore. Yeah, I, remember, I, thought, that. I remember those uh, images. Really? You have the, now the chance, two years in advance, that you're going to lose your job. In two years, you have two years. I mean, nobody on this planet does have that chance of getting notified two years up front that you're going to lose your job. So you have two years of an opportunity. Mm. And that is where people don't use their brain to think logically or to see the, op the huge opportunity that is given to them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's something I sometimes have a discussion with um, you know, people that they, um, and then, they, then the answer comes, for you it's easy. You are, da -da 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 -da. no, 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 it's not. I have to do it just like you. It's just that I look at, I don't see it as the problem. It's my reaction to the problem, which is different than yours. You, 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 you just go as a problem and the problem is the victim. And you go into a victim position and, and that's that. For me, it's like, okay, maybe you should so, do something different. And it's really about distancing from that attachment and, and, and not being attached to that. And it's especially, I, I'm 45 right now. <laughs> and I hear that from people. Yeah, I'm 45. Yeah, I cannot change anymore. I cannot change job anymore. I cannot change my career. For me, it's like I'm just beginning. I'm just getting warmed up here. I mean, uh, my energy level is as high as ever. So I'm just getting started. I mean, yes. I just touched just briefly what I can do. I just learned some things. I fucked it up quite sometimes. And I'm like, okay, now, now I'm ready. Yes. Uh, and, but I learned not to go on with that discussion because... Um, if they are not ready, they are not ready. And sometimes you need something very difficult, traumatic in your life to open your eyes to to yeah to see things differently. Maybe yeah. And to, and to take and to take ownership of your life. Absolutely, and that's why what I mean with that toddler level. Uh, a lot of people don't outgrow um, that age. Um, where they immediately, when something happens in their life, they go back to that level of where they, mm. they only feel their emotions. And then, of course, um, they, can't, they, they can't use their brain anymore because when those emotions take over, no. then only the reptilian brain, that comes from the reptilian brain, and then they can't use their frontal cortex yeah. because they're not in a state of where they just pause and look at the things uh, from uh, a more, uh, not a personal level, but from a more, um, yeah, developed level. Yeah, because they, they don't. Yeah, they, 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 that emotion, they say, I am that emotion. Yes. And yes. it's not, a, it's, you feel that emotion, and emotion Correct. is like a cloud, it's going to yes. go away. But yeah. they, they take that they emotion as the, with it. Uh, yes, and they've yes. been paralyzed by that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Great. Now, um, who, who are your role models that you feel inspired by? The first that comes to mind is definitely Oprah Winfrey. Okay, and, uh, cool. Yeah. And women yeah. like Ariana Huffington and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Madeleine Albright and Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice and 
um, apart from the, the politics that they are maybe believing in, but just as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that Jan Bommeré lives in the neighborhood of uh, Ofra? Oh, I didn't ask him, yeah, really? Uh, I did ask them. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, 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 I said at the end, at the end uh, I wish you all the best. And uh, next year, you're going to read your new book about trauma, which is going to be published in English also, because that's his masterpiece. Yes. And, and you're going to sit next to, to Oprah. Um, yeah, cool. Cool. Now, um, last question. What is still for you, for Veronique, a crazy... A big dream, eh? a crazy one. Eh? I mean, I'm not talking about, yeah, this program should be very successful and a lot of millions uh, hearts will hearts will be touched and transformed. But what is a crazy dream? Is it being in the show? Because I had somebody who actually said that, uh, and a woman from uh, Singapore who said, my big dream is to sit with my new book in, in, uh, in Oprah. And it was like one month ago. And right now her book is already an, an Amazon bestseller. And like, she meant it, eh? So what is for you a big dream, a crazy dream, a eh? crazy dream, something, a big, hairy dream? I would really, really love to be the go-to woman then, the go-to person for um, all the women around the world who um, really feel, who think they have to do it alone, or who feel sometimes alone. Yes, and I also would like to be in Oprah's show. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think we need more. How do you say that? Um, I'm now going to say something which I'm going to get, which going to, is going to be quite shocking for a lot of men. It's something Lenny Kravitz said. I think uh, we had our time with the men. <laughs> we know what the results are. It's time for the women right now to take up. And I'm talking about the real female energy. Yeah? Um, so I'm not talking about women who have been losing themselves and turning into a male kind of corporate energy. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And and, uh, and I think that 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 we need more. And I also think that men then will be defrozen and and warmed up and and be more connected and the world would be in much better place and a healthier place i think we need both of course but um yeah we have both eh? we have both of course absolutely eh? yeah we all have both within us uh also Uh, but that combination if people would really see the value within each other and cooperate that way yeah. Again, with the ego at the door and not yeah. at the table, then uh, yeah, then we we can do great things. I believe. Is there any anything you want to share that we did not touch upon, Veronique? No, 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 not really. Because um, you asked me my bigger goal, and then um, what I truly believe. Uh, what the pillars are of a prosperous society. So, no, yeah. yeah you're radiating, you know that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that. I, uh, yeah, you, you really feel that you are, it's really purpose-driven. It's really beautiful to see that. I, I really admire that in people who are striving for their dream, their passion, their purpose, that that's, yeah, it's not about the money. It's really about that, 
yeah and it it everything then you will come to you eh? i mean uh, the fulfillment the happiness um instead of having chasing fake happiness eh? veronique breaker um i'm going to put your socials in the links below um i want to thank you I'm very grateful to taking the time and uh, i wish you all the best and all good luck and i'm very confident that you are and and going to be a big role model for all women who are feeling themselves uh, small right now who can be yeah who they want to be and show them themselves in the in the world thank you so much Peter. thank you thank you for the, for the opportunity and your time and the great talk that we had thank you very much Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.